Little Big Town Wine, Beer, Whiskey on a Friday morning here at 20 in a row, Wax 104.5. And it looks like it's going to be kind of an off and on day with rain moving through the area. Maybe some this morning, some again this afternoon. But it looks like a pretty nice weekend. Sunny on Saturday and mostly sunny on Sunday. Temperatures going to be in the 80s and rain again on Monday and Tuesday. Good morning on a Friday morning from Wax. It's chore time here at the Shank of the Day. I'm Bob. And I'm Scott. Wine, beer, and whiskey. There you go. Hey, it's almost 5 o'clock, so <laughs> It's 5 not? o'clock somewhere. Well, in a minute and a half, it'll be 5 o'clock. Eight minutes, it'll be 5 o'clock here, I guess. Yeah, it will be, and it's already out east 5 o'clock. <laughs> so anyway, we have uh, an announcement from the Eau Claire County Fair, the Eau Claire County Junior Fair, that both Scott and I are trying to really figure out because uh, they're... In our mind, there's still some questions to be asked, but give it the highlight. Give us the highlights of what this uh, message from the Eau Claire County Friends of the Fair came out as last night. Well, the county fair is going to happen the 27th of July through August 20 August 2nd, but it's only going to be for junior exhibitors, according to what the information we have. Now, there won't you be see that. I don't even see that. I see yep. the fair will not be open to the public. Right. And a couple paragraphs down, it also says there will be no um, uh, open show, no, and no it won't be shows. won't be open to the public, and no open shows. But yeah, so so we've got just... some questions to ask as far as <laughs> does this mean parents or you know can watch the kids show their animals? Yeah, that's so that I'm not some, clear about. Yeah, there are some questions uh, we need to have answered about the, the Eau Claire County Junior Fair. It is going to end, not the whole fair the way they've had it before, but they will allow the kids in to show their animals July 27th through August 2nd. I have no idea whether that means they'll have a market animal sale or not. We'll got some questions to right. ask. We'll find that out. And another twist on that, by the way, for youngsters who are aging out of the program, the regular fair program, they're extending them for a year, according to the way I read this, so that they can participate in the 2021 Eau Claire County Fair if you happen to be aging out this year. But it has to be in the same area. I mean, you can't be showing the hog this year and say, oh, I don't want to, I'm not going to do it. I don't feel safe. Yep. But next year, I want to show a steer. Same year project area, as it says. Yep. Yep. So you've got to be showing in the uh, same area next year, even if you're aged out by that time. So still some questions to ask, but the bottom line is the Eau Claire County Junior Fair will be going on July 27th through August 2nd at the uh, Exposition Center. And again, we've got a few more questions that need to be answered before we get the whole story. You know, a lot of the fairs being canceled, a lot of the youngsters, unlike the Eau Claire County Junior Fair, won't be able to show at all, but they're going to be able to show because of a project we have going on right here at Wax. Oh, yeah. Talk about that a minute. Wax 104.5 is hosting the best in show, and that's brought to us by, I don't have it in front of me, Marika Marika Gouda and R.J. Jarowski Construction. There we go. There we go. And the way it works, send us the animal, go to our website, 20inarowwax.com, and... Uh, there's a an icon on there to a, a picture to click on to upload the picture of your prize animal your cows pigs chicken goats guinea pigs or anything that's for fair youngsters to do that not just anybody and you have the chance to win a prize from 20inarowwax.com yeah a bunch of nice gift certificates from Marika Gouda in Thorpe now, at the same time, I would assume we'll have to have you give us your name and address and what county fair you're in so that we can uh, get back to you. These are just going to be picked randomly. We're not going to, you know, give so many here and so many there. So, again, get your pictures in, kids, with your project animal, cows, pig, goats, whatever it may be, a horse, and uh, tell us who you are, what fair you're at, and your address, and uh, hopefully we'll be Sending you one of the many gift certificates we have from Marika Gouda. So, and do it right away. You have until the 19th of July to do it. Yeah, do it right away. But, uh, again, we're getting into what would really be fair season now. We'll be uh, gearing up for the Northern Wisconsin State Fair in about a week or so. Of course, that's not going to happen. But, again, we can still celebrate a little bit as far as the fairs are concerned. 
and we'd love to see your pictures of you and your project animals. And we've got some good, good sponsors, as we said. Marika Gouda and also the folks at R.J. Jarowski Construction, all uh, helping us celebrate the summer of the fairs that weren't. <laughs> all right, we've got 65 degrees right now. we got some chances of rain with a high about 81 today, and we've got a lot more farm news to take a look at this morning as we continue on. A Friday morning here in WAG. I want to kiss you in the morning. Well, if you do, get at it. It's morning. It's 5 o'clock, and this is 104.5 FM WAXX. So, Claire, let's get some news this Friday morning. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. A new data map shows what analysts call uncontrollable growth of new coronavirus cases in nearly one in four U.S. counties. The analytics firm Esri created the map based on data updated Thursday, which includes record levels of new infections in states such as California, Arizona, Texas, and Florida. California has seen a 70% surge in cases in just two days, while hospitalizations in Texas have doubled and new cases have tripled over the past three weeks. According to a data map by Esri researchers, all of the counties in Arizona are seeing epidemic trends. The Justice Department is asking the U.S. Supreme Court to do away with the Affordable Care Act or Obamacare. A late-night filing argued that with the landmark health care law's individual coverage mandate and two other key provisions invalidated, the remainder of the ACA should not be allowed to remain in effect. The high court will hear arguments in the case in the next term, but it's not clear if that will happen before the November election. The Trump administration is planning to make more land on an Alaska reserve available for drilling. Ryan Shook reports. The Interior Department's Bureau of Land Management revealed details for oil and gas leasing at the state's National Petroleum Reserve on Thursday. It would open up nearly 19 million acres of the roughly 23 million acre area to development. That's up from the nearly 12 million acres the Obama administration set in 2013. The new plan also allows companies to drill on a protected area that's home to caribou, migratory birds, and other animals. Brian Shook, NBC News Radio. And a letter signed by Winnie the Pooh has a new owner after bringing in $15,000 at auction. That's three times the amount expected. The letter was written in 1935 by Pooh's illustrator. It was a reply to an 11-year-old boy who invited the bear to his birthday party. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Sounds like, is there a Santa Claus or not? (laughs) The the Miracle on 34th Street. Remember that movie? Oh, absolutely. Brought all all the mail into the... Courthouse and said, well, he's Santa Claus. Here's your mail. (laughs) But, you know, someday you think about it, they're going to be selling your letters on on eBay and auction like that. Yeah, because there won't be many letters around anymore. Nobody writes letters anymore. That's right. It's all emails. All right, we got a lot to do. Three three minutes after 5 o'clock Friday morning, 65 degrees right now. We'll tell you more about it. Economy Furniture in Chippewa Falls is something that you got. If you can rock in it, we got it. If you can recline in it, we got it. If you can sleep on it, we got it. Economy Furniture carries the national brands like Best, Catnapper, Therapeutic, and England. We also carry local Wisconsin brands Wolfcraft, Lang, and Ashley. You can shop everyday low prices at Economy Furniture. Furnishing the Chippewa Valley since 1950. Economy Furniture's for me. Celebrate the 4th of July from the comfort of home and save on must-haves during Cole's Friends and Family Sale. This Thursday through Sunday, take an extra 20% off festive tops for the family, patio furniture, and get 10% off outdoor toys. Plus, get Kohl's cash. Plus, limited contact store drive up. Shop Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Offers valid June 25th through 28th. 20% off with promo code FAMILYSHOP. 10% off toys, offers, and coupons do not apply. Select styles. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Weather not bad. A chance of rain today moving in and out maybe this morning and then coming back again this afternoon. The high's going to be in the low 80s. Tomorrow over the weekend, uh, Saturday and Sunday, it's going to be mostly sunny highs in the upper 80s. Upper 80s on Monday and Tuesday as well, but there's going to be some precipitation in the forecast and then back to sunshine on Wednesday with a high about 89. Right now around the area, Black River Falls is 59, La Crosse is 69, Rice Lake 65, Wausau 59, Marshfield at 62, over Green Bay at 61 this morning. 
Madison, Sun Prairie area, they're at 67, and Milwaukee's at 68. Here in the Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls area, 65 right now, on our way to about 81 degrees, and we're also on our way to the markets. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Rural Mutual is the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin for a good reason. As a company founded by farmers, they understand the ag industry and its challenges. Local agents offer farm families the best advice and personalized coverage. Visit RuralMutual.com to find an agent near you. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Smith Funeral Chapel, serving families since 1956. Step up with Boost Mobile's new upgraded network. Stronger signal, faster speeds, more coverage. Switch today and get ready to upgrade your life. Step up with Boost Mobile. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Six minutes after 5 o'clock, Friday morning markets brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. And Scott, at the end of the week, where are the cash livestock numbers? Fed beef steers are at 95 to 103. Fed beef heifers also 95 to 103. Fed Holstein steers are at 83 to 90 with choice at 74 to 82. Cows are at 40 to 72. Bulls 52 to 84. On the hog side, butcher hogs are 20 and down. Sows 12 to 15 and boars 5 and down. New crop market lambs are at 102 to 147. And old crop market lambs are at 85 to 105. Feeder lambs are at one sixty-five to three dollars. And at the Mercantile Exchange yesterday, cattle prices, livestock prices gained a little bit back. As we see, uh, June hogs closed at ninety-four seventeen. That was up eight. August cattle ninety-six oh seven. That was down twenty-seven. October at ninety-nine sixty-five, up two cents. And December at one hundred three fifty-five. That was up twenty cents. Feeder cattle for August at one thirty-three twenty-five, up thirty-seven. September at 134.50, that was up 32. October at 135.45, up 27. November 136.57, up 30 cents. And the January feeders were up 55. Lean hog carcass contracts, July 46.92, that was up a dollar. August at 51.32, up 7. October at uh, 50.52, that was up 30 cents. And December at 52.85, up 85. On the Board of Trade, good kind of good uh, crops mean there's not really much to move the markets here. There's just very little activity. No uh, no big sales to report, uh, no problems. Everything's going good, so there's not much movement. Overnight, December corn was up a penny at 329. The oats up a fraction at 289. December wheat down two at 493. November soybeans down a fraction at 868. Soybean meal up a dime for October at $290.60. Barrel cheese, two forty pound unchanged. Blocks down a half a cent at two fifty seven and a half. The butter down two and a quarter at one seventy six and a half. Class three prices slid again yesterday. June down nine at twenty ninety two. We had July down sixty two at twenty ninety four. August down fifty seven at eighteen ninety eight. September down forty at seventeen fifty six. October down sixteen at sixteen eighty two and. That's the way the markets look this morning, brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Almost nine minutes after five, and again, some rain looks like it's going to move through the area. Maybe a couple times today, temperature's going to get in the low 80s. I love being outside, um, moving from job to job. So you're seeing great scenery. The biggest selling point is outside. I'm Justin Constant, and I've been a member of Wisconsin Credit Union for 14 years now. Well, back in 2004, I graduated high school and uh, seen an ad in the paper. Started for Monarch Paving as a labor. After eight years had passed, they had asked me to move into a foreman's position. I'm currently a paving foreman to this date. Paving highways, parking lots, roads, driveways, commercial, state, we pretty much cover everything. The customer service I receive at West Wisconsin Credit Union is excellent because they really care about what they do and they really care about their members. Every single loan I've ever taken out has been through them. My checking account, my savings account, my credit card, my pickup loan, a snowmobile loan. I love the mobile app. At least once a day I'm on that app. Wisconsin Credit Union, part of the community since 1939. Federally insured by NCUA, equal housing opportunity. I can count on Wisconsin. Shop and donate at Hope Bargain Centers, where your dollars help those most in need in our community. 
the first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. We're getting down to the last couple of days for farmers to register for that $50 million in direct aid Governor Evers took from the uh, coronavirus money to uh, directly send to farmers. And Monday, this coming Monday, the 29th, is the last day. Well, down in Madison, the Department of Revenue has taken care of that. And our Pam Yonke running around town stopped over Department of Revenue and managed to catch up through the glass with uh, the uh, Secretary of the Department of Revenue, Peter Barca, to ask, uh, get a little update. This was from, uh, I believe, the day before yesterday, but uh, it's very active, he said. Um, as of uh, uh, yesterday at 4.30, we were at 10,635 applications. So they've been flowing in at a pretty steady rate and um of course uh monday evening is the last evening for filing so i'm very pleased to be in your show to kind of remind people that anybody that hasn't filed yet really needs to uh, get their applications in but we're very excited about the program it's been going well uh we field a lot of questions from people uh one thing we're very proud of is we have bilingual people there to seal them as well and spanish and bond and in other languages as well so it's uh, uh it's, you know we want to be very supportive and responsive to people and it's gone extremely well it's a pleasure to get a chance to visit with you mr secretary because i don't often get a chance to chat with staff at the department of revenue how has this uh, collaboration with the wisconsin department of agriculture gone for you i mean i know although it may seem uh, pretty simple at uh, first blush you're you're executing a, a pretty complicated in-depth program that the wisconsin department of ag trade and consumer protection doesn't often see how's this collaboration uh, gone well, it's gone extremely well. Um, you know, we started meeting uh, uh, right after the governor uh, had made the decision that we need to uh, stand up a program like this. And we went through a, oh, a couple weeks of very intensive kinds of discussions, looking at how the program would be set up and how the Department of Revenue could utilize our our website, our information uh, and knowledge and ability to get uh, monies out to the businesses and in this case the farmers of Wisconsin and um, and then talked about you know all the various elements of the program and of course the Department of Aid does a tremendous job of reaching out to uh, you know the various uh, farm associations and they were very enthusiastic about it and that was very important as well and uh, so we've, we've had a great partnership one that I think we can build upon in future years in fact uh, um, which is something we're very enthused about because, of course, the farm economy is, is vital to Wisconsin. And when you look at, uh, uh, you know, the uh, uh, all the various organizations that work so closely with the Department of Ag, uh, we've come to uh, learn and know about them and work more closely with them as well now, too. So I, I think it's the start of uh, just a beautiful uh, partnership to try and make sure that we're better supporting farmers and this Wisconsin Farm Support Program I think has really uh, uh, has proven to be uh, uh, I think one that's very fruitful. And again that's Secretary Peter Barker, the Department of Revenue his agency is in charge of getting that 50 million dollars out and he said it's going well get your application in by the end of business or by midnight on Monday the 29th and then they want to start putting it all together and issuing checks in July. So, Scott, there is a way, to, more than one way to do it. There's several ways. The preferable way is on their website, revenue.wi.gov. That's revenue.wi.gov. Or the second choice is to call them, and that number is 608-266-2772. And the third way is via email at dorfarmsupport at wisconsin.gov. All right. So, again, you got today, and I would assume by being able to go online, you probably can do it over the weekend, uh, you know, attach, attach exactly. yourself to some of their some of their online work yep. operations, and you'll be able to get through to that. And uh, then on Monday would be a day to try and maybe get a hold of the phone if you don't get them today. So, again, that's right. we want everybody that's eligible to check. Now, the checks aren't going to make you rich. They're going to be from... What a thousand to thirty five hundred dollars, but they're they're gonna help 
There's no question about it. All right, we got a quarter after five here at Wax. 65 degrees, some rain off and on in the forecast today with a high in the low 80s. What else is going on as far as uh, looking some of our farm news on this Friday morning? Well, on the site of farm news so far this week, the government has sent out more than $4 billion in corona relief aid to farmers, but none of that has gone to apple growers. That's the federal aid. And those apple growers are complaining to USDA officials that that's not fair. Apple prices have fallen 25% and shipping volumes have dropped 24% since that aid program began earlier this spring. Another group complaining about how the program is shortchanging them is the National Potato Council. Potato prices have dropped more than 20% since payments began, and even though potato prices are over that 5% decline threshold for more aid, the USDA has taken no action to increase payments to potato growers. A couple of Democratic U.S. Senators, Elizabeth Warren and Cory Booker, want some of the country's top meatpackers to explain themselves. The Senators want specifics about how much pork, beef, and chicken they ship to China during the coronavirus pandemic while warning of meat shortages here at home. The companies Tyson, JBS, Smithfield, and Cargill shipped a combined total of more than 1.3 billion pounds of pork and beef to China from the 20th of March through early June at a time when thousands of packing plant employees tested positive for the virus. The senators pointed out that those export numbers were up more than 250% from a year earlier. They want the companies to explain how they took care of their workers during that time, how they protected their communities from the virus spike, and if they had unusual financial gains from domestic meat prices caused by shipping such huge amounts overseas. They also want those answers by this coming Tuesday, June 30th. The USDA is giving rural areas in eight states $86 billion to upgrade rural broadband access. Northwest Wisconsin will be getting $10 million, $10 million of those dollars. The Chiberdun, how do you say that? Chiber, Chiberdun, I always stumble on that, telephone company will use the money to install 328 miles of fiber optic lines serving the Prairie Farm and Sand Creek exchanges. And if there's one thing, Bob, that we've learned through this coronavirus activity is the need for fiber optics and high-speed Internet through our areas with all of the education and everything that's going on uh, uh, with it. Another major agricultural event has been canceled this fall. The Royal Agricultural Winter Fair, scheduled to run from November 6th through the 15th, has now been canceled for the year. The Royal is the largest combined indoor agricultural fair and international equestrian competition in the world. This would have been the 98th year for the festival. I know that's up in uh, Toronto, and I know a lot of folks from our area... There are a good number of folks, Mary, go there. A lot of folks have exhibited, I know, over the years. But a lot of folks, traditionally, that's that's a trek for them every year. It's on their, yep. it's on their to-do list, and they get and, her done. And right now, of course, you can't even get into Canada. No, no, and, no. And, of course, we noted earlier that the Eau Claire County Fair is taking place. But with those significant changes... The event uh, is being held originally on the originally scheduled dates, July 27th through August 2nd, at the Eau Claire County Exposition Center, but it won't be open to the public. Open class judging is canceled, and the number of people on the fairgrounds all at the same time will be limited. We'll be looking at further details about that. And, of course, as we mentioned before, we have our new best of show program because we have so many fairs and exhibitions being canceled we're giving young people the chance to exhibit their animals right here on our wax 104.5 website that's brought to you by marika gouda and rj jarowski construction look at our website go to 20 in a row wax.com Click on the Midwest Farm Report page, and you'll see a box there to click and upload the photos of your animals, your cows, pigs, chicken, goats, guinea pigs, whatever it might be, 
and uh, you'll get the chance to win $25 gift cards from Marika Gouda at Thorpe. All right. So a lot of things still going on. There is uh, over in Colby a breakfast coming up for drive through breakfast on Sunday. We'll talk about that. And Alice Chalmers Festival north of Kadat tomorrow and Sunday. So lots going on. We'll talk all about it. Hey, coming up, we're going to get an update on uh, the livestock situation. You heard that uh, story about the meat packers. Are they got doing something uh, under the table? Well, Pam talked to Kurt Larson down at Equity Livestock about uh, the latest. We'll get that next on Wax. Farmers, are you thinking about taking advantage of these low fuel prices? You can by buying a new farm fuel tank direct from the manufacturer. 1,550-gallon farm tanks are in stock at USEMCO. USEMCO fuel tanks go through a rigorous process of sandblasting, followed by a urethane coating to prevent rusting. Full factory warranty, and they're easy to move, too, with a skid-type design. Get the best quality fuel tank and the best pricing by buying direct. Call Cal at 608-372-5911. USEMCO, Highways 12 and 16 on the east side of Toma. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. I can remember doing some heartbreaking stories when coronavirus hit, talking about some of these livestock barns shutting down, some of our producers didn't have an outlet for getting their color beef cattle out on the market, and it looks like things are slightly starting to turn around from the western end of the world's longest barn in La Crosse. This is Caitlin Riley, and Pam, you have the latest update from Equity. What's happening? Are they getting back in business? Well, it is a story that continues to develop, Caitlin, that's for sure. Fabulous farm by Pam Yankee the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. I touch base from time to time with Kurt Larson, president and CEO of the Equity Livestock Sales Association, Barnes. They've had to make some tough decisions, sometimes relative to COVID-19 and employee health, sometimes relative to uh, livestock movement. For example, Equity permanently closing their Marion Livestock Sales Barn and also evaluating other locations in the state. I talked with Kurt Larson and just asked him to Lay it out for me. What is he hearing from the major processors that they count on to be in the buying seats at those local markets? And how are their employees reacting to the continued uh, threat of COVID-19 contamination, even at the livestock yards? We're seeing fairly steady movement. Um, most uh, most species were getting uh, pretty close to where we were pre-COVID. Um, you know, I think uh, we're seeing pretty pretty steady recovery on the on the beef slaughter side um the the sheep and goat stuff has really ramped up um and the hog uh, the hog side is probably where we still have a little bit of struggle um we're we're trying to work through that as best we can but uh we continue to move what comes through um obviously uh, any of our our hog producers out there are well aware of where the price point is so it's not uh, not real favorable but uh, we, we hear some some real horror stories from our friends to the west and in, in Iowa and Minnesota so I think as long as we're able to uh, to continue to to move some here in Wisconsin we, we probably need to be thankful that we're getting everything moved that comes in and, and keep going down that road now what are you hearing from uh, your partners in the industry the Tysons the American food groups those uh, buyers that you expect on the seats how are what are they talking about uh, you know, most of them are are pretty optimistic. They they think they've gotten through this. They've got some improvements made at their facilities, um, at least uh, most of the plants in our immediate area that that we tend to send to. Um, you know, American Foods is telling us, you know, they're they're back pretty close to 100%. Um, you know, Tyson finally seems to be through most of their issues, uh, caught up most of their contract stuff, so they're they seem to be back in pretty good force. Um, you know, JBS seems to have a, a little more of a focus uh, maybe on, on some of the steers right now than the cows, but uh, um, I think they're they're still wrestling, I think, with a little bit of labor issue there as well, uh, at least at the Green Bay plant. So um, we're we're optimistic they're getting that worked out and, and we'll be back uh, to a little more normal level here real soon. So mm-hmm. Well, hallelujah on that. Now let's talk a little bit about equity's uh, basic day-to-day functions, Kurt. We had posted the story that the decision was made by the board to permanently close the Marion Livestock Facility. And I know, having talked with you previously, that your staff has become very, very critical on day-to-day operations and overall viability of the Equity Livestock Sales Association. You want to explain what's been going on as far as your approach to employees and trying to minimize their risk when it comes to COVID-19 exposure, even today. Right. 
So, yeah, I mean, people that, that use our markets are familiar that, uh, they, that we're not a, a normal type employer where people can come in and get 40 hours. So, um, you know, you have markets that run Monday and Wednesday, markets that run Tuesday and Thursday. Um, it, it allows us uh, the opportunity to share mar- share employees back and forth between markets uh, to try to, to get them the hours they need to be full-time and, and, and that type of thing. But uh, it also has some downside at a time like this when you're trying to minimize exposure um, and not have a, a lot of unnecessary travel and those types of things. And we do have a lot of our employees that, that do work at more than one location. Um, and obviously some of the markets are a little more challenging to, to try to find regular employees at. So we do supplement a fair amount of staff at some of these locations um, when volumes are up or um, you know when, when we're having a, a hard time getting employees to come in or whatever. So um, that, that does come into play uh, in a lot of the decisions we make as far as what our scheduling is going to be. I know there's been discussions about why we don't add a sale here or a sale there, and, and sometimes it's because the employees that would run run a sale at that location on that day, the majority of them are running a sale at another location that day. So I just can't uh, just can't turn something up like that. Yeah, and that's part of the reason why, uh, unfortunately, and I know it kills you guys at Equity because you're such strong supporters of youth, but you've had to advise your staff that you're going to need to step away from county fair activity. I know that everybody's kind of doing their own thing, trying to figure out how they can still have a semblance of a fair or still support their youth livestock projects, but uh, you have basically advised staff to not not engage with the county fairs to protect their health, Correct. That is correct, Pam. Uh, and again, you know, very, very tough decision for us to try to make. Um, but you know, we 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 volunteer to do that equity. You know, we volunteer. We don't uh, take anything for for helping with those sales. Uh, our employees uh, typically aren't paid. They volunteer their time to come and help. Um, you know, and our employees are recognizing. Um, through what they're seeing in, in their communities and stuff too, that uh, you know some of these contact tracebacks come through, and and if an employee is in the wrong place at the wrong time, um, they can require them to jump through some hoops. Uh, you know, th- there's some areas that are requiring people to to monitor their temperatures, uh, you know, record their symptoms, uh, some of these kinds of things. And you know, our employees uh, are are a little more cautious right now. They don't they don't want to put themselves in a position like that, and they certainly don't want to uh, to be somewhere they could be exposed and then come back to a market and, and have that potential exposure affect their coworkers or even the ability for that market to continue to operate. If Again, if we're too many employees have to go home and isolate, it, it gets pretty hard to run some of these facilities because, again, I, I don't have a lot of employees just sitting around that I can call in or send to a different location. Most people that, that want to work on a Tuesday are working at a Tuesday somewhere at one of our markets. And, you know, coming out of what we've been through, you know, we're, we're still dealing, uh, you know, maybe with volume a little bit larger than what we might see this time of year so um, trying to do that with lesser staff gets uh, gets dangerous especially when it's a market they may not be familiar with or work at a whole lot so um, but yeah it, it, it was a very tough decision and obviously you know I, I'm very well versed with this with children of my own that are are at that age and involved in those things as well and so it's uh, you know I certainly understand the position um, you know and we'd love to, to support some of the other things going on but we just don't we don't have a, a platform or a protocol to, to really do the online type stuff um, in a format that we think would be useful and helpful so we've just kind of had to take the year to, to step back and you know obviously this we're hoping this COVID thing blows away and we can get back to what we've done in the past and, and next year will be more of a normal year and we'll be out there at the fairs, uh, you know, helping, helping get these sales done and, and get, uh, get some money in the hands of the youth again. And again, that's Kurt Larson, who is the, uh, the head man at uh, Equity Livestock down in the Baraboo area. From Kurt's over here from the Baldwin area originally and uh, doing a good job trying to keep things uh, intact as this coronavirus pandemic does continue all right we've got uh 29 minutes after five o'clock we've got some local news and stuff we want to get to scott uh, what do we got it's by the way interesting to watch uh not only the equity barns but all of the barns around the state how they've adapted and kind of overcome during this coronavirus thing and it's 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 they're just melding to the times and uh, it's sad to see a sale barn go like the marion barn but 
It's life. And uh, real quick note here, again, the Eau Claire County Fair will take place this year, but with those significant changes due to the COVID-19 uh, virus, the event will be held on its originally scheduled dates, July 27th to August 2nd at the Eau Claire County Exposition Center. However, it won't be open to the public Open class judging is canceled, and the number of people on the fairgrounds at once will be limited. And there are more details to figure out about that, and we'll keep you all updated updated about that. In some other news, the Eau Claire County, uh, Eau Claire City County Health Department is alerting the public about potential COVID nineteen exposure at two pubs in Eau Claire. Anybody who is at those businesses on the given days and times are experiencing symptoms of the coronavirus should get tested. The times and dates include the pickle in Eau Claire on June 19th from 1030 to midnight and June 20th from 1130 p.m. to 1:30 a.m. The other pub is shenanigans on the 20th from midnight to 2:30 a.m. and June 21st from 1:30 a.m. to 3 to 2.30 a.m. Both of those establishments are cooperating with the public health investigations. I know that they're cooperating, but yeah. what do they always right. say? Nothing good happens uh, after midnight. That's what my daddy used to say. Yep. Get home. <laughs> yep. Well, state health officials are confirming now more than 26,330 positive COVID-19 cases across Wisconsin as of Thursday's update. Since the onset of the pandemic, statewide 70, uh, 768 patients have died from the virus. The Chippewa Falls Area United Unified School District is getting a new superintendent next month. The school board unanimously approved offering the job to Jeff Holmes, who has accepted. Holmes is a superintendent for the Germantown School District. He'll start his new job in Chippewa Falls on July 1st. Wisconsin gas prices are continuing to rise as more of the country reopens from the coronavirus pandemic. According to AAA, the average price for regular unleaded in the state is $2.14 a gallon, up $0.07 from last week and up $0.24 from last month. The average price in Madison is a little higher at Two sixteen per gallon, up ten cents from last week. Some of the cheapest gas in the state is in over in Outagamie County, where the average price is two dollars and five cents a gallon. And hey, the Green Bay Packers Hall of Fame will reopen to visitors on Monday. The museum has been closed since mid-March due to the coronavirus pandemic, but it's since been implementing safety protocols to keep fans healthy. Capacity will be limited to ensure visitors can maintain a proper social distance. The Hall of Fame will be open from 10 a.m. until 5 p.m. daily. And the report cards are out. The state of Wisconsin is getting an F-plus grade for the way it's handled the coronavirus outbreak in its prisons. The American Civil Liberties Union and the Prison Policy Initiative released a report Thursday analyzing states' responses to the virus. The report says nine states received D grades and every other state received Fs. Wisconsin (laughs) has more than 270 confirmed coronavirus cases in its prisons, it's you can't get away from it when no. you're in there. And it's hard to socially distance, I would think. When you're, I've never been in prison, and I hope I don't. But uh, <laughs> I would think socially distancing would be a challenge to do that. Absolutely, and then you do have the the workers coming in and out. So that's yeah, that's it, true. It's not like they're just confined there with nobody, you know, pure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a challenge in a place like a prison. All right, we've got uh, weather. Coming up. Might get a little damp today. We'll check it next. Economy furniture in Chippewa Falls is something that you gotta see. If you can rock in it, we got it. If you can recline in it, we got it. If you can sleep on it, we got it. Economy furniture carries the national brands like Best, Catnapper, Therapeutic, and England. We also carry local Wisconsin brands, Wolfcraft, Lang, and Ashley. You can shop everyday low prices at Economy Furniture. Furnishing the Chippewa Valley since 1950. Economy Johnny Mike 
grandson. Yes, Grandpa Peter. Did you go to maximum load fireworks like I told you? Uh, no, I went to some tent. Enough. You failed me for the last time. I told you they have the largest selection of only the awesome. If you want to be a pyro Jedi, you must shop at maximum load fireworks. They have over 700 items, free sparklers for the kids, free petting zoo. Check for contests and info. Go to maximum load fireworks. Got We're online or call ahead for curbside pickup. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And let's check on our weather as we go into another weekend. Man, the last weekend in June already. Where has the month gone? We haven't even had any bacon, scrambled eggs, cheese curds for breakfast yet. All right. Let's find out about our weather. Kelly Slifka's over at Skywarn 13. Good morning, Kelly. Good morning. See, they had you out on the patio again today. Yeah, they got me outside now. Oh, that's a, well, that's not a bad place to be yeah. in this kind of weather. Yeah, at least it's not December. Maybe. Yeah, that's for sure. I, I've often thought about that. I thought, you know, can't you can't the, you let your meteorologist explain how cold it is? <laughs> let him stand out there freezing and his lips are so cold he can't hardly talk. Yeah, do that. And also you got to put on boots, you got to put on the gloves. Yeah, put I know it. But uh, good morning to be out, although you might want to... Have a little umbrella handy? Yeah, because we're watching uh, some storms uh, develop across uh, parts of southern Minnesota. This is all due to a storm system uh, that is going to be moving into western Wisconsin. It looks like the uh, severe weather threat is going to be primarily to our south, somewhere between Eau Claire and La Crosse uh, for the uh, morning hours into the afternoon. And uh, we'll look at uh, some clearing later today. This is a faster-moving storm system, but uh, we will see some showers and thunderstorms uh, through the mid-afternoon hours. But we will see some clearing later this afternoon into the evening, so that'll set up for fairly nicely for the weekend. 82 this afternoon. We'll see clear skies tonight, a little bit cooler than what we're seeing this morning as we dip down to 60. Sunshine returns tomorrow, 85. It looks like a beautiful weekend maybe to do some uh, outdoor activities if you want, especially if you want to do some water sports. It won't be so cool as temperatures will be on the warm side. 87 with of sunshine on Sunday. We'll have a chance for some showers and thunderstorms early next week as that humidity uh, goes up a little bit. Right now with the cloudy skies in Eau Claire, currently 65 degrees. I'm Scott Warren, 13, meteorologist Kelly Slifka. We've been kind of blessed. We haven't been hit hard with the humidity yet this summer. No, we had a little bit. It was kind of early on, and then we just kind of cooled off a little bit. Hasn't been bad at all. No. Have a good weekend. Yeah, I think next week it will be a little bit more humid. Okay, I figured that's what you were going (laughs) to say. It's got to come sometime. (laughs) That's for sure. Have a good one, Kelly. You too. There he goes, Kelly Slifka. Take a look at our weather forecast right here on WAX. Weather brought to you by Bex Hybrids. Farmers, as you head through the fields with your sprayer, don't forget about pH. Hey, it's Ben Pistol, your Bex field agronomist in Wisconsin. And no, I am not talking about the pH of your soil. I'm actually talking about the pH of your sprayer tank solution. pH is absolutely critical when trying to get herbicides and even micronutrients into plants. And generally speaking, we really want that sprayer tank solution to be in the pH range of 5 to 6. In order to get into that range, you have to condition your water. And many of us are used to using sprayable ammonium sulfate. But there are also other products that can help with lowering pH as well. So if we look at a water conditioning study out of our Practical Farm Research Program, we find that we can gain up to two bushels on soybeans and over five bushels on corn simply by having the right pH of our sprayer solution. If you'd like more information like this, check out our website at bexhybrids.com. Have a great weekend. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we've got markets to get to. Brent's going to be along with our Countryside Co-op Crop Information Update program. But before we do that, there are some things going on we want to alert you about as far as the calendar is concerned. And Scott, what all do you got on the list? Well, the first thing is that dollar and cents thing that we talked about. We'll remind you again, tomorrow is that deadline for the state revenue department to be contacted if you want some of that state coronavirus uh, funding for your farm. It's not a lot, $1,000 to $3,500, but that'll buy a new drive belt for something. Get a hold of the Revenue Department in the state at revenue.wi.gov or call them at 608 266 2772. You can also email them at dorfarmsupport at wisconsin.gov for assistance. Everything is orange tomorrow and Sunday up by Cadat. At Bill Harms Place, north of Kadat, they're having the first 
Alice Fest. That's 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. both days, the 27th and 28th. That's just off of Highway 27 on Highway S, north of Kadat. And they get a hold of them, get a hold of Randy Larson or Bill Harms up that way. And we have their telephone numbers here someplace. I'll give them to you right now. Yeah, give them the phone number because it's free for you to go and just look around. Right. But vendors, if you're a vendor and would like to set up, they'd like to know that you want to be there so they can find a spot for you. So that's who needs to call uh, Bill and Randy is let them know you're coming. And by now, I hope you have that piece of chalk in your hand to get these numbers. Call Bill at 715-313-3076 or Randy Larson at 715-559-7542. And the dairy breakfasts aren't all gone. We have that 39th annual Colby Dairy Breakfast. It's another drive through on Sunday, 7.30 a.m. to noon, or until supplies run out, that'll be at the Lion Shelter in downtown Colby. $5 each for that breakfast. They'll be heading uh, plenty of signs on Highway 13 as you get into Colby to direct you over to the Lions Fest, uh, Lions Fest, or Lions Shelter, rather. And uh, they're looking for nominations for that Leopold Conservation Award from the Sand County Foundation and the Wisconsin Farm Bureau. Last year's winners, of course, were the lakes at Lake Family Farms right up. That's Jeff and Kelly Lake at Boyceville. The deadlines for nominations is August 1st. Look up, do a Google search for Sand County Foundation or look at the Wisconsin Farm Bureau website. And that's a $10,000 award. From the Leopold Foundation, it's a it's a good one, and of course the Farm Service Agency County Committee nominations are open, and you have until August first to be nominated or to nominate yourself or one of your neighbors. Get a hold of the local FSA office in your county to be nominated to that local committee. That steers a lot of things about what's going on in the countryside. That is for sure. All right, thanks, Scott, for some of that and. Got an announcement. I talked to him, oh, I don't know, a month or two ago and said he was going to do this. Doug Barons, And, of course, uh, Doug Barons has been with the Farm Credit Services Organization for over 40 years with Ag Country Farm Credit out of that uh, Medford office. But as of July 1st, Doug is retiring more than 40 years in the business. So uh, Doug's been a, a good guy, good supporter up there. He's been on the uh, Medford Fair Board, Medford FFA alumni and just a real supporter of the community and the whole area up there. And a good guy does a lot of good work. And so we wish Doug well in his retirement. And uh, every once in a while I see him in church. So, uh, Aren't you going to... Are you going to do mass for him someday? We or? might do a mass for him. You <laughs> never know. So happy retirement to Doug Barron's out of the uh, Farm Credit Service Organization, uh, currently at at Ag Country up there in the Medford area and serving other places as well. Unlock the possibilities of your outdoor world with the most innovative zero-turn mowers, lawn tractors, and walk-behind mowers at your locally owned Cub Cadet dealer, Countryside Co-op. But don't just take it from us. Owners across the country have given the Enduro and Ultima Series mowers glowing reviews. So join this five-star experience supported by the genuine parts, accessories, and trained service technicians you'll only find at your local Cub Cadet dealer. Test Drive American Built Strength today at Countryside Co-op, located at 514 East Main Street in Duran. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 17 minutes before 6 here at Wax 104.5 in the Midwest Farm Report. Let's get the markets underway. Let's go to the Equity Barn at Altoona to hear the latest from Mark Coder. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers 84 to 88. We topped at 89.50. Choice Holstein steers 80 to 84 with your heavyweight. And underfinished steers and heifers selling 80 and down. 20% of slaughter cows on Thursday selling from 62 to 65. We topped at 67.5. 60% of cows selling from 46 to 62 with 20% of cows selling 46 and down. Most of the slaughter bulls on Thursday selling from 70 to 80. We topped at 83. Thin, full bulls over a ton, horn bulls, and lightweight bulls all discounted. 80% of the whole steam bull calves. Here on Thursday, selling from $70 to $125 per head with the light and poor quality calves selling below 
defense beef calves going from 75 to 230 dollars per head quick reminder special feeder sale here on friday the 26th of june for more information on that sale or to check out our early consignments you can go to our website at equitycoop.com or give us a call here at the market at 715-835-3104 now this is mark colbert from the equity Alton auction market have a good day thanks mark you have a good day too Let's get over to the Equity Stratford Sale Barn, where Jerry Fitzgerald is up on a Friday morning. Good morning, Jerry. Well, Bob, and a very good morning to you. And for, uh, well, you guys don't have any windows in your studio, do you? But, boy, earlier this morning when the sun was coming up, what a beautiful multicolored sky we had this morning. So I don't know if that's an indication of the weather today, but nice sunrise. I hope somebody got some decent pictures because, boy, it was pretty. I'm sure they did. That's for sure. We'll see them on Facebook or someplace. That's for sure. Wrap up the week for us over there at Stratford. Bob, I will do that. Thank you very much, and a very good morning to everyone. A summary from yesterday, Thursday, and this past week here at Equity Stratford. And we'll start out with the market cows this week on a mostly steady trend. Uh, higher yielding flesh year cows on yesterday's sale were selling from 60 to a top of 67.5. And, and we did top on Monday earlier in the week. That was a top for the week at 69.5. For the cows this week, your average dairy cows continue to sell between 45 and 59, and the thinner light carcass cows, 45 and below. On the fat cattle trade, your choice grading beef steers and heifers were selling mostly from 90 to 97. We did some very fancy high-yielding choice cattle on Wednesday sale from 98 to 101 and a half. Choice grading Holstein steers this week were mostly from 77 to 87. High yielding choice and prime grade Holsteins from 87.5 to 92.5. Individual top all the way up to 97 on strictly prime Holsteins. And your select grading cattle, 75 and back. Now, in the bull trade this week, your better quality bulls are selling mostly from 77 to 94. Lighter bulls, 75 and below. On the calf market, continued good demand on the Holstein bull calves. Uh, However, very limited demand on these small, lightweight calves, but your good quality 9,230 pound bull calves, mostly from 75 up to 160 on yesterday's sale. Top this week did reach 175. Heifer calves, mostly from 20 to 50. Fancier heifer calves up to 70. Beef calves, good demand also, mostly from 100 to 235. Now, just take a peek at next week's sales schedule here at Equity. Our next uh, hay auction will be on uh, next uh, Tuesday. Next feeder cattle sale. Next Wednesday, July 1st, next scheduled dairy cattle sale will be on Tuesday, July the 7th. And speaking about dairy cattle, if you folks uh, want to take a look at our website, we do have a lot of good quality dairy cattle on our website for sale on a private treaty basis. Again, go, get a hold of John there at 608-477-7420, uh, uh, and he'll set you up with those. A lot of good quality cattle there. Again, you guys can take a look at that at our website, Equity Co-op. Click on the Stratford page. Or you can call us at 715-687-4101 at the sale barn. So, Bob, that's what we have here for this week. Again, a busy week has concluded and uh, looking forward to a nice weekend. But uh, kind of a bump in the road today as far as rain, huh? Uh, Maybe a little off and on. I don't think anybody's going to get overly wet. But uh, you never know. There's always someplace, somewhere. But you enjoy it. We'll talk to you next week. You too. You guys have a nice weekend, and thank you. There you go, Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. If you are involved in youth or high school sports, you need to know about Positive Coaching Alliance. PCA is a national nonprofit organization developing better athletes and better people through youth and high school sports. For more information, visit positivecoach.org. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Board of Trade Overnight, quiet as the markets have been. December corn, a penny higher, 329. The oats up a fraction, 289. December wheat down to at 493. November beans down a fraction, 868. Soybean meal for October up a dime, 29060. Country elevator prices, Doomer's Grain Service in Holman, Buck Country Grain in Arcadia. Corn delivered to the elevators there today at 294. And the soybeans at 839. Looking at our DTN screen, Country Elevators, Golden Plump Corn today is 298 at the elevators at Baldwin, Duran, Mondovi, Elmwood, Fall Creek, and Osseo, 269 on the corn, 821 on the beans. Over at Stevens Point, soybeans today at 799. Out at Elk Mound, corn's 281, beans 825. Sparta has corn at 275, soybeans 815. And along the river at Ellsworth, corn 260, the beans at 821. 
Ethanol plants, corn at Boyceville, $3, Stanley, $2.94, and in New Richmond at the grain facility, $2.84. Barrel cheese unchanged at $2.40. The blocks down a half a cent at $2.57 and a half. Butter down two and a quarter at one seventy-six and a half. But the erosion of class three prices the last few days continued yesterday. June down nine at twenty ninety-two. July down sixty-two at twenty ninety-four. August down fifty-seven at eighteen ninety-eight. September down forty at seventeen fifty-six. October down sixteen at sixteen eighty-two. Countryside Cooperative, creative solutions, exceptional value. The gut is a calf's first line of defense, protecting it against scours, pneumonia, and other health challenges. Countryside Cooperative's animal nutritionists say you can strengthen calves' gut defenses with a complete nutrition program designed to support optimal growth and health. Those countryside nutritionists say that can be done by feeding your calves Land O'Lakes Cow's Match, Amplifier Max, or Pasteurized Milk Balancer. Those products contain prebiotics and probiotics for a balanced, healthy gut. Contact one of Countryside Cooperative's nutrition consultants to learn how you can meet your calves' nutrition and health needs. Those nutritionists are located throughout western Wisconsin for your convenience. To reach your Countryside Cooperative nutritionist or for other needs on your farm, call Countryside Cooperative at 800-236-7585 or visit their website, countrysidecoop.com. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Brent Wink joins us again this Friday morning on our Countryside Co-op Crop Information Update program as we're already in the last Friday in June. And Brent, I know you've been busy doing a whole lot of things on your own farm, plus consulting all over the countryside. You got a lot of test plots you put in every year. What's the status of some of those, and do you know yet whether you can have open field days at the plots? Yeah, absolutely, Bob. You know, uh, boy, first off, one thing I think we're going to make knee high by the 4th of July this year. <laughs> Even for you and I, they'll make a knee high. Yes. <laughs> the corn crop's looking uh, extremely well. But, yeah, so this week uh, we're signing the answer plot in Menominee. And, you know, we, we still planted all the plots. We've got a lot of different grower plots that are uh, going on there. But, you know, the answer plot in Menominee, we still haven't quite decided what we're going to do, if we're going to have the event toward the end of August, the large event like we've had. But the one thing we know we do have is getting the plot signed. We're going to have some interactive stuff out there if people want to stop in to be able to see and, and read what's going on within the demos or maybe doing some smaller groups with your agronomist at the co-op or with some of our staff of kind of going through what's going on out there. So, you know, I think one thing we're also going to focus on, too, is perhaps shooting videos and, and little uh, little things from the plot that we can get out onto the Countryside's website and get in the hands of growers, too, if people don't feel quite safe with uh, the social distancing, and but still to get that information in their hands. So just wanted to touch on a couple of things from a corn standpoint we've got going on in the plot. Obviously, every year we do the hybrid showcase where you're looking at the different individual hybrids uh, planted at different populations and with a couple different seed treatments or uh, management treatments. We have a silver block and a gold block of each of the varieties. So you're able to kind of see under normal management or really pushing the management, how the varieties uh, respond to that. We've got a corn silage block as well, same deal where you can look at the varieties and things. A couple that I wanted to talk about a little bit more this morning, we have an inferral management study this year that's a really good-looking study out there. There we're looking at uh, liquid starters in the furrow, and plus we're looking at uh, plant stimulants and different micronutrient packs Really, we're trying to see the difference between early season plant performance. We're going to use uh, tissue sampling and test that throughout the season to gauge the differences that the different treatments had and the impact on ear size and yield. Then another block uh, is a nitrogen stabilizer block. And again, we've got multiple treatments from all the different companies versus the untreated checks, and you're just trying to look at the differences of 
using those stabilizers and preserving the nitrogen and the impact that it will have on those plants throughout the year. So, you know, we're hoping uh, there's there's a bunch of other studies out there as well. If I highlight some of the other ones as we go throughout the year, but again, we're we're kind of still working out a plan of of what it's going to look like and uh, getting some of that information out to people and maybe starting to do some smaller group tours uh, in the plots. So still don't have quite all the answers on that, but the plots are there. We know we're going to have the data. We know we're going to have real good visuals for people to use and uh, take advantage of. So that's what I had this morning, Bob. Oh, sounds good. Well, another good week and uh, mother nature has sure cooperated this year where she didn't last year so hopefully we can enjoy it and those test plots will really give us some answers hey brent we'll talk to you next month you bet <laughs> take care and again that's brent wink joining us on the phone obviously because of the uh, social distancing and i hope we can get him in here before the end of the season he's always here during the planting growing and harvesting season well we're through planting we're into growing and boy, oh boy, oh boy, even talking about hay, we're into harvesting. So hopefully we can get him in here. But whatever it is, stay safe, won't you? little rain in the forecast off and on today. High's going to be in the low 80s. And we've got, you didn't even have a chance to show off or put the aroma of your Revolution coffee in here this morning. Oh, yeah, I do. I have it right here in my hand. My cup of Revolution coffee from Black River Falls is in my hand. But you got a lid on it. You got a lid on it. So the aroma, I do like the aroma of coffee. I just don't (laughs) drink it. Yeah, that aroma wakes you up. There's research about that. Oh, I'm sure there is. (laughs) All right. Well, enjoy your weekend. Uh, A little Mm -hmm. rain today, but sunshine over the weekend. Some sun, both Saturday and Sunday. Temperatures well into the 80s. We're 65 right now. The all-new 2020 Subaru Legacy has arrived at Chilson Subaru. Visit us on the web at ChilsonMotors.com. Wax 104.5.